Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. wasn't such a chore now, was it? Well, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, that was really quick. Good I evening. We, um, <laughs> good I evening. We play the long version. <laughs> <laughs> That was the radio edit. Uh, well, you know, yeah. when there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? You're going to call Heroes 101. Wow. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> are we afraid of Pokemon? Probably that's a different story. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that yeah, is Ghostbusters. Let, let's not even go there with Ghostbusters because, you know, as Deadpool said, uh, am I sexist to like it? Am I sexist if I don't like it? I just I can't <laughs> even go there. So uh, let, let's sidestep that one. Um, <laughs> so I am uh, I'm Specter from New York, and as ever, I'm joined by my lovely co-host from the West Coast, Rock and Roll from San Francisco. How you doing? <laughs> that was quick. I know. <laughs> well, you always expect, you expect me to go blah 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 blah. Today I was like, hey, how are you? I'm good, and, and that's it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm sorry. good enough for Both me. Spectre, Right, Spectre and I have had just a long day and and a long, you know, it's it's only Tuesday. It's already been a long week. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Spectre. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> we were saying uh, just before the show, it feels like forever since we've done one of these, but actually it's only been a month. And the last show we did a month ago was the Warrior Dash show. Actually, we had two shows in a week a month ago. That's probably why we haven't done one since. We probably just burned out um but the last show we did was the warrior dash where the misfits for life team went down to the north carolinas and crushed a warrior dash course but more importantly <clears throat> on that show the whole purpose of that show as well as spreading the word about the the, the uh, uh the outreach and the um fundraising we were doing for the st jude's children's hospital um the whole goal of that that was to try to uh, raise awareness of that fundraising and, and hit a goal of a hundred thousand dollars raised for kids with cancer and um shortly after the show aired we hit one hundred thousand and five hundred and sixty dollars over the uh the time that this, the uh, misfits team has been running the warrior dash so that to me is a pretty damn good achievement Woo! now that's <laughs> worthy of applause See, that's an amazing amazing yeah. thing to do and you know what or it took us how long did it take us to do this for for a little over four years yeah, Going into yeah, four and exactly. a half? A little over four years. <clears throat> okay, that's some serious damn fundraising right there. Not, you know, 10000 not 1000 a 100000 That's insane. That is so go team. Woo! Yeah, and you know what? To me, one of the, the metrics that I read about St. Jude's is for for them to give a child a complete course of life-saving chemotherapy is $90,000. So the you know that that hundred grand that we raised could literally save a child's life, which 
you know, to me, that, that's that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big achievement. So, uh, and uh, oh you know, I, I would give Seriously. all of the to Misfit and to White Scorpion and to Chuck who ran the North Carolina race and and everybody else who got involved because it was a, a hell of a team effort over, as you say, a long period of time. So, big deal. Big big deal. Oh God, that's that. So, what's our next goal? Because you know, there's yeah. another one coming up. Are you going to the there one is. in? Uh, in L.A., are you going to do that one? Oh, man. You know you I got to do that one. in L.A. coincides with spring break, and my kids are off, and we're thinking of doing a whole family thing out there. And, yeah, I think it's – I think, I, I, in, in I fact, think it's my not entire a question. family yeah. might run the Warrior Dash next year. That, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. That is so cool. We've got people from the Washington Initiative saying that they're coming out for this. And, you know, it's just – I'm going, this This could be a big, giant uh, reunion warrior dash where we all just get muddy, insane together. So I can't wait. If you guys are considering it, you still have plenty of time to save up to come out to Southern Cal and uh, hang out with all of us and do the warrior dash. It, it'll change your life. You can ask anybody whose first time it has been this year or last year. They, they just get blown away and want to do it again. Yeah, that Misfits family just keeps on growing, doesn't it? So. Right. So, and, and I guess we, we, I've kind of sidestepped two things as I just rushed like a bull in a china shop into this show uh, because the intro was so short and it really, really threw me off beat. But um, first of all, we're joined as ever by uh, Nightbug on the, on the soundboard, um, the kind of misfunctioning soundboard as well tonight. We seem to have uh, technical difficulties, as they would say, but uh, <laughs> Nightbug well. at least got the intro going. Yeah, it's not so much malfunctioning as it is uh, reduced function. <laughs> That's all right. We can do well, it. We're awesome. <clears throat> um, but the other thing I kind of rushed past was, who the hell are we, Rook? We are Heroes 101 Radio was, was born of the idea that we want to help people live a safer, happier, and healthier life. And the reason we want to do that is because we are part of a community that's ever-growing called the Real Life Superhero Community. And, and don't shake your heads and, and turn the podcast off. I promise we're not insane. Well, 90% not insane. Um, it's, it's a group of people who, you know, we're tired of the crap we see out there every day. We, we're tired of all the negativity and all the disparaging headlines. And there's a ton. You know it. You see it every day. Either they're shooting again or there are awful abuse stories or, you know, just homeless people getting trampled on. And we're tired of it. So the Real Life Supercomputer community is a group of people, worldwide group of people now, trying to do good things for their communities in any way that they can. If you ask us what we do, what don't we do? I mean... Spectre and I, I, we do everything from from um, patrols, you know, safety patrols, to picking up used needles, to teaching free self-defense, to helping locate missing people. You know, whatever we can do, um, that's what we do. And this group decided to put together a radio show and, and share all kinds of pertinent information with you, the listener, so that you're not just being entertained, hopefully, for an hour and a half, you are actually taking back some resources with you and learning something and thinking, hey, yeah, that helped me out a little bit. And maybe it even saved your life. So <laughs> I have got lofty aspirations, don't I? Yes, I do, damn it. 
Well, you know, I, I but, think every little helps, yeah, but, and, and I guess our goal here is to is to call out the unsung heroes, the people, you know, not not necessarily always the guy who's running into the burning building to save the baby. Although, you know, if if that guy wants to be on the show, we would definitely have them. But uh, <clears throat> you know, also just the everyday people who are just going out of their way just to to spend, you know, a bit of their own time or a bit of their own money just to make their communities or the lives of those around them a better place. And uh, you know that, that's kind of what we want to what we want to focus on here, as you say, to balance out some of the negativity and uh, downright hatred that's out there in the uh, in the, the worldwide press at the moment. Oh my God! Right? So yeah. much hatred out there. It's just ah, everybody's so polarized on every freaking issue, and um, th- this is the one place where I feel like yeah, we have our we have our you know differences even within the as you want to have in any community full of, you know, volunteers um, that are a little crazy and original. Um, But for the most part, we all have the same idea. We want to help our fellow man. So uh, this is the one place I can come back to where things still feel like there's hope. Hope. And we're going to talk about how – no, I didn't even mean to do that. That wasn't (laughs) meant to be serious. (laughs) Oh, what the hell. Sure no, was it? Well, you know what, what? I was going to say, you, you were saying there's a, there's a ton of hate out there at the moment. I noticed some stuff going on last weekend that looked like a ton of love happening uh, in Salt Lake City, I saw. Um, you guys did a road trip out there, right? Holy crap, did we do a road trip. <laughs> and a half. Well, we did. We went out, we, as in just a few members of the California Initiative, and we... We went out, another group of uh, real-life superheroes, and we went out to Utah where we happened to know some really wonderful other good Samaritans out there. And believe it or not, there are real-life supervillains out there. Um, And when I say that, I don't mean that they go blow up banks or anything like that. They exist usually to to keep the real-life superhero community in check, to make sure that they don't get too delusional about themselves, and to make sure that... um, they're held accountable for their actions. We happen to be really good friends with uh, some of the coolest real-life supervillains ever known to the community, and they happen to live out in uh, Salt Lake City. We also happen to be uh, extended family with another group of charitable people, and when I say group, I mean by the hundreds. They've got volunteers that are just out there once a month with them feeding the homeless, and, and that's just one of the things that their organization does. I'm talking about the Legacy Initiative um, of Utah. Look them up. If you live in Utah and you want to hook up with an awesome group of people, I promise you, you will love them or I'll give you your money back. Anyway, we wanted to raise some money for Project Hope. We've got Project Hope coming up this weekend in San Diego and Project Hope coming up next weekend in um, San Francisco, the very first San Francisco um, event of Project Hope. What Project Hope is, in a nutshell, is somebody called it the Super Bowl of real-life superhero events. (laughs) It was funny because, ironically, that was one of the villains that called it that. But it is the one time of the year when real-life superheroes come together from all over the country to wear their costumes, um, head down to downtown San Diego during Comic-Con weekend, and... um, they arm themselves with backpacks full of sleeping bags, essentials, food and water, and pass out hundreds of these to people experiencing homelessness in San Diego. 
And this all started, it was a brainchild of, of uh, one Jack Brenati, who's also known as Razor Hawk in the real-life superhero community, and Mr. Extreme, the leader of the Extreme Justice League. You may have seen him in the HBO Superheroes documentary. It's on Netflix. Seriously, look, look up superheroes um, if you've got Netflix right now. And it's, it's mostly about Mr. Extreme. Anyway, those two got together one year in 2010 and thought it would be nice to pull a cooler. They, they happened to be there at Comic-Con. And they thought it would be nice to pull a cooler of food and water and a few other essentials through uh, downtown San Diego, through the homeless camps, and just pass stuff out. They did that with about seven other people, and, and they loved it so much, and they loved the feeling that they got so much that it grew from 2010. It is now 2016. We are in our sixth, sixth official year of hope. And it's grown to as many as 55 people at one time, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider that, that we're not rich and it takes time and money to gather all these hundreds of items and to get a plane ticket and to get lodging during Comic-Con weekend. That's, that's a pretty amazing feat. And the reason we do it during Comic-Con weekend is because that's when San Diego, like other major cities during uh, major events, um, that's when they like to push the less sightly homeless encampments um, out of the public eye and push them way back away from downtown and just, you know, um, make these people feel worse than they already do. So we go out there in our costumes because everybody else is out there in their costumes and we let them know that there aren't, you know, not all costume people out there um, are passing them by and ignoring them. And it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to, to join other people doing good things. So, Anyway, we, we took off to Utah last weekend, um, took, a, took a train and a car and another train and, and um, put on a benefit concert for Hope in uh, Salt Lake and had a, a really fun turnout, had a costume contest. Oh, my God, you would have loved it, Spectre. Some guy was actually dressed as Barf. He looked exactly <laughs> like Barf. He was perfect. And, um, and they had, you know, there was a Loki there. There was... There was a comic Supergirl and a new Supergirl there. The Fallout guy with the the what's what's the the wrist thing in Fallout that you use? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah, and oh man, there was a Harley Quinn, and um, oh, there were it was great. Plus, we got to play some music with our uh, Travis of the Legacy Initiative, the leader of the Legacy Initiative, and Ted, also the leader of the Legacy Initiative, both joined us on keyboards and guitar. So it was a hoot. It was hilarious. But we raised hundreds of dollars, and that's going to, um, if Project Hope here needs anything, we'll, we'll, um, we'll supplement what we need here in San Francisco or in San Diego. But it sounds like San Diego's got, got things pretty much wrapped up after, you know, getting donations for a year. But that's what we did last weekend, and I, my voice is recovering. I'm recovering, but we got to take off again this weekend to San Diego, so that'll be something. Wow, you yeah. got up. You know, listen to me. I sound like crap. That's because my body is going. Are you crazy? What are you doing again? But it's cool. It's 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 fun. It's a fun kind of stress. You know, yeah. you're like this too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, somebody commented to me today, uh, I hope you're getting enough sleep. And I said, there'll be time for that later. That's, uh, that's not my focus right now. <laughs> what is it? Time enough that's for sleep in the grave. grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite, Sorry. exactly. God, we're nerds. Nerds! Sorry. <laughs> hey, if you're listening. You were saying it started off really small, you know, seven people the first year. It's obviously snowballed into something much larger year on year. Um, but you then mentioned that there, there, there are also kind of regional Project Hope uh, events as well. So uh, what, what's the uh, the San Francisco version of, of Project Hope look like? Oh, man, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to start off the day making hundreds of burritos, and we learned that from the Legacy Initiative because once a month they'll go out and they'll pass out literally a 1,000 burritos out to uh, people who are experiencing homelessness in Salt Lake in that area. They taught us, you know, make bean and cheese burritos, and that's good because a lot of people don't uh, have, you know, great dental work, so you can't give them really hard things to chew. Burritos last, and if you're vegetarian, a bean and cheese burrito is cool, plus a lot of protein. So we're starting the day off making hundreds of burritos. We're going to take them to Civic Center in San Francisco where there's a ton of people who are homeless. And we're going to pass out uh, essentials to them, too, you know, socks, water, uh, toiletries. And then after, after we're done and we're, we passed out everything we could possibly give, uh, we're going to meet for a picnic probably in a place called Chrissy Field, which I think we took you to when you were here uh, yeah, yeah. for our wedding. Yeah, I was looking to yeah. Golden Gate Bridge, yeah. Right, right. So we're going to go out there toward the Golden Gate, you know, with the Golden Gate Bridge in the background, take some photos and have a picnic. And then that night we're doing karaoke. See, you should be here for all this. It's all you. It's Man, I should. You. Well, you know, it kind right? of sounds, you know, last year I was over in October and we did a street boutique together that was kind of a little uh, a little interrupted by the authorities. But, um, but yeah, you had the same. And, and you know what? <clears throat> that That year when you brought – a huge uh, cooler full of burritos then, I was looking at them thinking, there's no way all of those are going to go. And probably 15 minutes in, every single every single one was gone, wasn't it? You were just completely mobbed by hundreds right? of, of hungry people who needed them. And, and that, you know, that in itself, I, I suppose it, it's disappointing to see that much poverty, but encouraging that, that we can do things to help and, and just make a difference. See, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't even imagine how many you would need to – and I know the Legacy goes through this, the Legacy Initiative, even with their thousands of breeders. You always feel like, God, I wish I had more. Yeah. But, you know, I, you can only afford so much out of your pocket. But, yeah, that's going on uh, on the 30th. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, please come and join us. Um, we would love to have you. If you need more information, we'll put up links here after the show, you know, on Blog Talk Radio on our page in Facebook. You can just put Heroes 101 in your Facebook uh, search bar, and, and we come up, and all the details will be there. So, um, But, you know, speaking of Project Hope, I, I think that we might have um, someone online. If, you know what, guys? If you've called in and you want to talk to us, because I see we've got a few people on online, I mean uh, on oh, holding, <laughs> Can't talk right now. Can't brain. Have the dumb. And if you want to talk, press one. That way we know you're not just listening, but you actually want to chat with us. And if you want to call in, the phone number is 347 326 
347-326-9827. Again, 347-326-9827. So, oh. Talk to us. Just, uh, you know, we're, we're not that yeah. scary. We're uh, kind of weird. Right. Scary we're not. Right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, oh. Longer oh, good. Yeah. People, let's let's bring them on. All right. Hi, caller. You're on the air. Who's this? Yo, yo. What's up? Oh, I recognize this voice. This is one of What's the Paradox Corbin. What's up? Mr. Dang, Fox? she already knows me. I'm in trouble. What's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of speaking of real life superheroes, uh, we have Robert Frost. Well, yeah, you know, I would call you Robert Frost. But you know what? What do you, what do you prefer to be called? Uh, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late to dinner. Ah, but a psh. See, we have to download that sound. You know, we have to. That. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to Blossom. <laughs> yeah, right. right so the Paradox Corps is another awesome group of real-life superheroes who get things done. These guys are awesome. So you can Thank also, you. everybody I talk about, look us up on Facebook. We're all out there. Um, and all you have to do is put RLSH in your search bar, and you'll, you'll find everybody. So, um Oh, man, thank you for calling in. Uh, Project Hope, when are you going to come out to Project Hope someday? Oh, good question. I was trying to talk to people to try to sneak my way into Cali, but it's a huge drive from here, from Illinois to Cali. So, I mean, one of these days I'm going to do it, but it's just a matter of getting out there. I was there for the Chicago one back in March. <gasps> That's right. And we have, see, guys, we're trying to put listeners, we're trying to put hope in every city because it would be great to know that, oh, well, I don't live there. I live in Houston. Oh, that's awesome. There's a Houston hope happening, you know, on this weekend. Just join them. So if you guys ever want to have one, contact us. It's not hard to put together a hope outreach. You don't have to have thousands of burritos. You don't have to have, you know, a ton of stuff to hand out. You just have to have people who want to spend some time uh, with their homeless brothers and sisters. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That Chicago one, that was the very first Chicago Project Hope, too, right? Yeah, it was. what was funny is uh, when a bunch of people like Crusader and uh, Watchmen and Razorhog, everyone wanted to meet at the Bean around, like, noon, and nobody realized that the parades were that day, the St. Patrick's Day parades, and the Bean was closed off, and you have 30 people in costume walking around not knowing where anybody is. <laughs> middle of a parade, there's there's craziness going around, and everyone's just like, oh, these guys are normal. Yeah. <laughs> See, perfect timing, so, yeah. Right. Oh, man, we got to get one in New York, Spectre. Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking of, uh, of, of trying to get whoever I can together in New York, and, and as you say, it, it doesn't need to be thousands of, of packets going out, but... Uh, you know, we we got enough, and, and we, we do find that as, as soon as you ask people to, you know, you bring protein bars, you bring, you know, bottles of water, and, and, and just divide up the work, it, it doesn't cost a lot, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort for people to buy these things, you can get most of them from a dollar store, and uh, and, and really it's, it's pretty quick and easy to pull together a team to do this kind of stuff. Dude, we, you know what, we need to do this in New York. And see, you know what, Robert, that would be closer to you. Is yeah, I could yeah, New York. Yeah. yeah, see? Oh, my God, that would be... Okay, now, I got to warn you, whenever Spectre and I say, hey, that would be really cool to do on the air, guess what happens? 
we we usually end up doing that. We really do. So that's kind of a, a dangerous think tank here. So, um, oh, you know what? Uh, we've got, you know, speaking of Chicago Hope and speaking of Razor Hawk and such, Robert, stay on here because we're pulling somebody else in, and I think you'll want to talk to him. Ooh. Hello, caller. You're on the air, and I know just who this is, I think. Are you there? Are you there? Hello? 651 area code? Where'd you Me? go? Yeah, you. <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Oh, great. Razor, it's Razorhawk, everybody. I was just telling you about it. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's me. Two samples. I have to keep using them. No, you don't. That's yes, okay. I do. Now, now, Razorhawk. I was just telling people about how you guys started this uh, in 2010, way back then. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was, and, and uh, now... yeah, it was a weird oh, uh, beginning. <laughs> we uh, we were how, out there. How was it uh, well, we went out, and the, it was uh, kind of like a. Well, it goes back to the Peter Tengen stuff, and he was having a uh, showing of the photographs that he'd taken. And for those who don't know who he is, he's a man who takes pictures for movie posters like Spider-Man and stuff like that. And he had done a project where he took a bunch of us and did galleries of photos and movie posters. And he was trying to get some people, some of the West Coast people interested in the uh, project to, to help fund it and make it a larger project and bring us uh, more into the mainstream. So we were there for this event, I was already out there for Comic-Con, and um, so I didn't know. I got kind of swept into it and didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden, you know, Vigilante Spider's there, Mr. Extreme is there, Thanatos was brought in, um, you know, a whole bunch of RLSH um, that had appeared in the, the photographs and the posters, uh, as well as a lot that shown up in the Superheroes documentary. And um, Mr. Extreme had set up a kind of a, a small homeless outreach that evening after the, this big thing. It was at a nightclub, and, you know, we were incognito, as it were, um, and went out and did it. And the next morning, the XJL was doing another uh, uh, outing to help the homeless, and that was kind of the birth of it because... You know, being from Minnesota, we don't see that big of a problem here. You know, we, my team, like Geist and and, uh, Blue and Misery White, uh, we'll go downtown Minneapolis, for instance, and in the entirety of downtown Minneapolis, we'll come across 16 people, 20 people. That's about it. In San Diego, if, uh, for those who've never been there, it's it is just amazing. You'll go down streets where there are, you know, fifty, sixty people lined up along one city street that have no place to live, and they're you know hiding under tarps and so on. And 
uh, Thanatos and I and Mr. Extreme kind of looked at each other and said, you know, we need to do this again, but we need to do, you know, something larger and more organized. And, and um, that's basically where hope came from was when I came home uh, from that trip in 2010, I'm like, you know, next year I'm going to start this out. Uh, you know, being there during Comic-Con gave people a reason to kind of come out if, you know, they so they weren't just going out to do the homeless outreach. You know, they could go out and have some fun as well. And um, the other reason for Comic-Con was uh, you were talking about the superheroes documentary earlier, and in the superhero documentary, there is a key scene that really brought it home to me was um, they were talking about the convention. They were they were at the convention center and they were covering, you know, what was going on there. And there was a cut scene and it says less than a mile away. And it showed us out there helping the homeless, like within a mile radius of, of Comic-Con itself. Um, the thing that struck me about that is that Comic-Con is just, I mean, there's billions of dollars being spent there. I mean, it's insane how much money these people are spending to advertise their movies and TV shows and comics, which, you know, is their right to do. But, you know, less than a mile away, there's all these people that are just, you know, living on nothing. Um, and and you can attest to this, Rock. It's like every year it gets closer. We come closer and closer. I mean, last year we were right across from Petco Stadium, in, at some right. point, and that's right across the street from the convention center. So, I mean, there's people that close, you know, where there's these millionaires walking around. And I have nothing against, I'm not saying there's anything against the movies and TV shows and the, the, the actors or anything like that, because a lot of them try to do their own things to help people out. But it just kind of struck a chord that, you know, all this money is being spent, uh, all this money is being made, the hotels are booked solid, the rates are sky high for the for the time of the convention, um, and they're, you know, just raking in around the city a lot of money, and nothing goes to help these people. The only uh, interference that we seem to see with these people who don't have a place to stay are that they're trying to push them further and further out from there. And um, so that's kind of unfortunate. Uh, it makes you kind of want to be there and try to help. And I mean, you know, seeing the people the first year uh, in 2010 and seeing the conditions kind of dictated what we put together in the backpacks, what kind of items we needed to use or to pass out to people that would help them. And um, so, yeah, it was just, that was a long way around, but it there was a point to it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I think the whole point is that you do, you're doing something, um, especially in a, a city where, God, I cannot believe how many people come to a Comic-Con every year. It's insane. Oh, yeah. I, used to, I used to live in San Diego, and you're right. Out of all those people, I understand they're there to have fun, but you're right. If, if somebody could harness 
just a little bit of that energy and a little bit of, of you know, the, the money going in and, and do something lasting with it for people who don't have a home, you know, mm-hmm. um, during, during that time of year. Oh, they could change so much. They could affect so much in San Diego. They could probably wipe out a great part of the homeless problem if they were to somehow mm-hmm. do that. But that's, you know, that's, it's a volunteer thing because we can't force people to, you know, to care. So unfortunately, oh, exactly. I, I, that's, that's why I'm so glad that there are people like, you know, even our, even our group has never topped a hundred yet. I keep hoping, or don't you keep hoping every year that something will make it go viral and just make it go crazy to where we have hundreds of volunteers. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's, and it's funny, it's fluctuated over the years. You know, we started out, I think the first year we had um, either, I think we had just about 30, 33 people somewhere around there. And yeah, almost the, by exactly. the following year, yeah, then the following year we got up to, I think, 65 or something. And that was yeah. when the Superheroes doc came out to the, um, to the uh, market. And they had the, uh, no, that was the first year, that was 2011. Um, but the second year after that, once people saw uh, the superheroes doc, there were more people coming out into the community uh, around the country and, well, around the world, actually, and, and starting to do their own uh, RLSH kind of thing. And so I think that, you know, they wanted to get together. And, and one of the things about Hope that I've noticed, because... You know, like I say, we've we've done San Diego. You said uh, this was our sixth year. Um, this year we did our first Chicago event, and uh, that was, gosh, I didn't really get a count, but I'd say, you know, we were in the 30 to 40 person range. Um, and we had, you know, people from all walks, uh, all different people, people that were doing what we do and dress up and, and go out and, you know, have different levels of uh, community involvement. And we had people who were just like community activists um, that came out as well. So, I mean, it just kind of morphs and, and changes. And, yeah, I mean, we'd love to do every town, and you know, every big major town. Um, I know the, the guys from Team Justice down in Florida have been looking into a possible... Um, area for us to work down there, um, probably in Tampa or Miami area or somewhere around there. Um, I've wanted to go to New York, uh, Philadelphia, um, and so on. I've also wanted to take one up to Vancouver, uh, where Thanatos is. And uh, I know the, the problem, and right now, too, with the the problem up there is just massive. Um, uh, Portland would be another place that has been on my my list. Las Vegas. Um, there's a lot of a lot of places that really need help, and uh, I wish we could. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to dedicate my time to to doing one a week, you know, if I could, and and just take it everywhere. But um, unfortunately that's one of those things that's tough to do when you're one of us. Um, Because I think you said earlier, too, it's not like any of us are particularly well off. Um, 
you know, or have uh, copious amounts of time away from our daily jobs and our families and, you know, all that. But um, it would be nice to, to kind of branch out a little bit more and do a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe one day that will happen. And I'm, I, I've been trying little things in the background that I've been working on to try to expand a little bit. But so far, I've been uh, falling down on it. But I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, that's the mark of a hero. I was going to say as well, if there are any uh, Bruce Waynes out there who are rich benefactors who want to kind of uh, step in and fund this, then uh, we would definitely uh, we would definitely bite your arm off. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. something you were just saying there, Razorhawk, um, really struck a chord. So I, I was out. I, I go out to uh, San Francisco every year for a conference, and you know, not not a Comic Con, but it's a, a tech conference around Oracle and Java, and and they have you know Salesforce and other big events out there where. You know, literally, it's hundreds of thousands of people descend, and as you say, the hotel prices go through the roof. Tons of money pours in, and you know, there's some pretty, uh, pretty affluent people walking around uh, doing some pretty major deals. And you know, you see that that huge disparity between the very, very poor and, and the very, very rich, just you know, next door and rubbing shoulders. And you know, even even out there, they have um, th- this conference. They have free lunches, so they give you box lunches every day. And, you know, you see people who take a bite out of a sandwich and, and throw the rest in the garbage when there are people mm-hmm. literally starving next door to them. And they have separate trash cans so that the homeless people can't get into the ones that have, you know, the convention garbage in, which just seems like mm-hmm. the dumbest thing in the world to me. But uh, but no, so last year, I guess my point was last year... Um, I'm in a bar after this convention, and I'm talking about the fact that I, you know, I, I was saying, you know, why don't we just gather up the leftover box lunches and just take them around to the homeless people outside the convention, and, and you know, it would cost us half an mm-hmm. hour of our time and feed a whole bunch of people. And um, one of the guys there actually said to me, um, I, I would, but I really don't want to encourage them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, you know, I, I went away and I thought about this, and I, and I came back and I said, uh, you know, encourage them to what? Encourage them to live? To you know, that, That's the only thing <laughs> you're doing is by feeding them, you're encouraging them to live another day when potentially they, they might not. And, uh, you know, we're not giving them drugs. We're not giving them money. We're giving them food and, and you know, potentially water that might keep them alive. And, and that, you mm-hmm. know, that's just humanity. And if, if you don't want to do that, then honestly, there, there's something wrong with you. Well, you know, that that reminds me of, of a story that happened to me and the, uh, and uh, a few others uh, back in 2012, and it showed that there are people, to me it showed, that there are people out there that care, that are in those positions, um, that are a little higher on the social ladder, as it were, um, that don't mind helping out. And and if we can utilize that, that would be a fantastic thing. The, the thing I'm speaking of is... Um, uh, in 2012, myself, uh, Phantom Zero, Nix, uh, Motormouth, um, Good Samaritan, Danger Man, and uh, Night Owl went out to, to L.A. to film a, um, a YouTube show for Stan Lee uh, called Academy of Heroes. And while we were filming, uh, we worked with a, a wonderful producer. His name is John Kroll. And I, I stay in contact with him. He's he's a super nice guy. He's he's done some big things on TV. He just recently did um, the one with John Cena, the reality show, uh, 
American Grit, I think it was called. And uh, so he's worked with some big names, you know, obviously Stan Lee he's working with, and, and we got to work with him too. Um, the re- reason I bring up John is, you know, he's fairly well known in Hollywood. He's done Amazing Race. He's done a number of different well-known shows that he's produced or directed. And when we were filming, uh, you know, every day you'd have a craft service table, you know, where they'd bring out all kinds of really good food for for the uh, performers and for, you know, the crew and everything. And what struck me with them was that every day when we were done, they would say, hey, you know, do you want to take this thing of lasagna or, you know, this whatever's left on the craft service table and take it out to the homeless? And we were like, sure. You know, and I mean, there was, there was not a blink of an eye. It was just, do you guys want to do this? Because we know that's that's what you do and, and we want to help you out. So we would we would be given, you know, a lot of food to take out and we'd go down the alleys in LA and find people that could use the food and we'd pass it out uh, during our downtime from filming. Uh, and it was really cool. And it's like, you know, it, it made me think, you know, there's all this stuff that goes to that uh, with the waste that you were, you were talking about with uh, throwing away all the leftovers. It's like, this would be, this is a great thing that we were able to utilize. They didn't want to throw it away. They said, here, you know, take it out. So there are people out there that are in that position to to have access to more things, you know, more more money and more food that are willing to help. It's just finding those people in the right situations where we could somehow utilize it, you know. Uh, uh, so somehow uh, get uh, get assistance from them, and uh, so that's one thing that I've tried to think of how I could get uh, hooked up with the right people in that situation uh, that could help us out in different areas of the country. But so far, I've been drawing blanks, and I've been trying to trying to come up with something, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but I must say, you know, the uh, the kind of level of um, organization that you have and the level of success you, you've had with Project Hope, at least from what I've seen the last couple of years, is, is pretty impressive. And I just wondered if you might kind of give us some background on, um, you know, how you get those supplies, the kind of things that you give out, because uh, as I say, okay. you know, that's a model we can repeat in other areas of the country, then, then heck, that, that can make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the things I did was I looked at what we had for people. Um, one of the things, one of the, uh, the strongest memories I have of the first time we went out with Mr. Extreme was on that Saturday uh, in the afternoon. We were walking along, and we came across this woman who couldn't have been I don't know, maybe early 30s, but she looked a lot older. Um, But the thing that got me about her was that her feet and her hands were just bright red and they were clenched. She couldn't open her hands. She couldn't straighten out her feet. She was, her, her hands and feet were burned so bad by the sunlight. 
uh, from being out on the streets. And, for instance, that was the catalyst to say, you know, we need things to protect people against the sun and against the climate in that, that specific area. So we get things, for instance, uh, baseball hats. We get sunglasses, sunblock, um, you know, stuff like that that can protect against the, the heat and the sun. Um, we try to, we put in uh, drink bottles, uh, reusable drink bottles, because that was one thing I thought, you know, everybody can use because then they always have something. They can find a, a water fountain somewhere, fill it up, um, you know, and they can take it with them. Uh, and it's it's theirs, you know. Uh, the backpack is so that everything goes with them. And once they use through what they have, uh, the things that are that have a finite life, uh, you know, like the food or anything like that, they have room to, to put stuff in that backpack. So when they pick up anything that they need. Um, so primarily that's what I tried to to come up with was what is survivalist uh, or what items are need needed to uh, survive the specific climate um, maybe of that the time that we're there, for instance, or for year round, like San Diego, you know a lot of those things that we bring out there are good year round, but like Chicago, for instance, six months out of the year it or seven months out of the year it's freezing cold and snowy, and then the other four months, five months, whatever, okay, that's probably too much is sunny. So up there, for instance, the sunglasses and the the baseball hats are usually re, are were replaced with hats, uh, knit hats, mittens, um, you know, uh, scarves, stuff like that. And so it's it's kind of one of those things. Just go into an area that you want to work in, uh, find what the people need. Maybe even talk to the people, ask them. Uh, we asked people uh, the first year, you know, what are you, what are you missing? What do you need? Um, but I find that basic survival tools are always uh, a plus. Um, backpacks, sleeping bags, uh, blankets, those are always usable. Socks are the big ones. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest outreach things to get for people is the socks. It's so hard for them to come by. Um, you know, there there are groups that go around, and in San Diego we did run into a group the first year um, that was from a church mission that would go out, and they had donated clothes, and they'd go and they'd set up like a boutique where people could walk up and take clothes, you know, like shirts and pants and, and dresses and so on. Um, but socks were kind of a premium. You know, they're hard to find. So that's one thing that's always good to find. Um, you know, hygiene products are always good. People want to stay hygienic even if they can't afford it. You know, we throw in deodorant. We throw in toothbrushes, toothpaste, uh, razors, um, shaving cream, um, toilet paper, uh, some of the basics, uh, sanitizer, 
is always a, a, a help for people. Um, and then, you know, just kind of uh, tweak it according to where you're at. You know, if you're in a place where it's cold and wintry all the time, uh, obviously, you know, gearing up towards uh, keeping people warm, throwing in uh, hand warmers or feet warmers, uh, extra heavy socks uh, instead of just, you know, just like gym socks, uh, get extra heavy wool socks, for instance, Um things to cover their face with. Uh, and, of course, hats and scarves are perfect for that. And if you can, you know, get a hold of jackets, uh, that's always good in the, the cold temperatures too. Um, so it's just a matter of, of kind of feeling out the area where you're doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I completely agree. And, and you know, here in New York, a lot of what we do is um, – have the thought process that if we were going to need to go out in the world and survive, what, what would we take mm-hmm. with us? As you say, it's the warm clothing, it's the socks, it's the food, it's the hygiene products, and, and, and you know, the kind of things that they, they find it very, very difficult to, to get a hold of um, out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, it's very, very highly seasonal as well. In the summer, they need water. In the winter, they need, you know, wool hats and gloves because um, it, it gets kind of crazy cold. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, kind of a thinker every time you you go into a new area. Um, you know, being in Minnesota, we're pretty close to what Chicago has, so it wasn't too hard for me to figure out that we were going out to Chicago in March. So it's still, you know, maybe if we're lucky, it's 20 to 30 degrees outside. Um, right. It was actually fairly warm um, this year when we went out. In March, it was like 60 degrees. I mean, it wasn't, it was kind of unexpected that it was as warm as it was. Um, normally, that time of year, it's, you know, 20, 30 degrees out. <laughs> uh, but we still, we gave, you know, hats and, and gloves and stuff like that. And, you know, not a minute too soon, because like a week later, it was down in the 20s and 30s. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's kind of good to keep, uh, abreast of what um, what the people do need, and and I, I think it's just common sense a lot of the times. Um, like you said, just what would you need when you go out in this kind of uh, climate, and uh, and just go by that, and you know just get get a drawstring backpack, fill it up with this stuff, and you know maybe get five or ten of them and just walk down the street. You know you'll find people that need the stuff. Throw some bottled water in, maybe some granola bars. Uh, that's always a good outreach thing. Um, and and food, though, I, I think Rock touched on it with the uh, the burritos. There are, you know, obviously people that are going to have uh, different dietary needs out there. So you kind of have to find these, uh, I guess, uh, what would you call, kind of that medium place, you know, where uh, I know a lot of people do like peanut butter sandwiches and stuff like that, which is great, but there's always people out there that will have peanut allergies. So you you got to make sure that you're talking to the people that you're passing stuff out to so you're not giving them something that they can't handle. Um, you know, so sometimes you got to go for those safe items. Uh, the burritos uh, are fairly safe. There's you know, 
pretty natural ingredients. Um, so you're you're looking at something that's got a lot of calories and a lot of carbs and and so on in it. Um, so that's gonna gonna help people out too. Um, water, Gatorade is always uh, a big thing too in any climate. Um, you know, something to uh, keep people hydrated. See them in the cold. You need to stay hydrated. Right, right. And and where where do you get your supplies from? Is that just people you know providing their own supplies and, and chipping in, or is that uh, you know do you have drives that people do for the for the, for hope, or is it corporate sponsorship or, or what? Uh, it's it's a bunch of different things. Um, like we do have uh, everybody has their own things. So sometimes people will come in to San Diego and they'll say, hey, I brought a whole bunch of this product, you know, or I brought a whole bunch of more socks because I know socks are good. Um, we try to do fundraisers during the year. Um, I've done, like, T-shirt sales on represent.com and raised uh, about $150 this year doing that or $130. Um I've done. Uh, I've tried GoFundMe in the past and Kickstarter in the past, and and we've never really um, done very well. Uh, but we've had some some nice people that have donated uh, decent sums of money. Um, the second year we had actually, or the first year we'd actually won a um, a thing. Uh, there's an actor, I, I don't know how many people are familiar with Misha Collins, uh, who is on uh, Supernatural, but he runs a charity group called um, The Random Acts. And the first year we did this, they had a contest and said, you know, send us your most bizarre way of helping people and we have, we'll give money award to the, the top three weirdest things and I thought you know I'd, I'd try out for it and the first year you know the first time we did it uh, we ended up winning so we got um, I think it was like $2,500 from them so wow. the first year we were able to buy sleeping bags and backpacks you know nice backpacks uh, and all that kind of stuff because of winning that um, the second uh, when we did um, uh, Academy of Heroes uh, they had it set up where one of us was going to win for stepping outside of our comfort zone and the winner was me and w they gave us I think it was three grand for for doing hope and um, so we had you know one prizes those two out of six years we've won you know we've won some nice uh prizes from outside groups. Um, but usually it's just donations, you know, and, and people will uh, say, hey, I know you need uh, toilet paper, so I'm going to supply all the toilet paper and I'll ship it out to California. Um, some Somebody will decide to uh, pick up all the uh, toothbrushes, for instance, um, and send it out. Um, so that's that's pretty much how we operate right now. Uh, I'd love to have corporate sponsorship, but uh, that's kind of a tricky 
uh, subject because one of the things about doing hope is that I've always wanted it to be a hundred percent about charity. Um, I've never wanted to be like anybody gets any money out of it. Um, you know, every every dime that gets donated is spent on items for people that we pass out. Um, I don't get paid to do it. Um, I I pay my transportation. I pay my hotel out of my pocket. I pay uh, when we have shipping uh, for items from that we use the donation money for. I pay the shipping prices out of my pocket instead of taking it out of that money um, because I want the money that people donate to go directly to products so they know that every penny they're spending is going to buy items for people uh, that we pass out instead of, you know, well, you donated 20 bucks and that's enough for shipping for this product out to California. No. Your 20 bucks is going to buy $20 worth of granola bars or $20 worth of socks. Um, it's not, you know, a percentage. You know, so many of these big charities are percentage driven. You get um, something like, what is it, um, Salvation Army, for instance, where it'll be like a 70 30, you know, because they have to pay all their people that work for them and as well as, you know, buy the, uh, buy the stuff that they use to help people with. And I just, I didn't like that idea. I, I wanted it to be 100% all the way across the board. So, yeah, it's, it's all about trying to get donations and, you know, throwing in what I can when I can and, you know, uh, just putting it out there. This is, uh, you know, Rock put up the list of what we put in uh, the backpacks for San Diego, for instance, and said, this is the stuff we need. If you want to donate any of it, let us know. And, uh, you know, we'll get you uh, directed to where to send it. Uh, and we'll mark it off the list as, as added to uh, to our store, as it were. Um, so, yeah, whatever we can do, you know. Uh, every Everything that I made off the T-shirt sales, for instance, granted that went against a little bit on the, the uh, 100% thing because obviously represent.com gets, you know, their bit of the money and then we get the proceeds from from those sales. Um, but that was something I thought would be a good thing, you know, to represent uh, people who were, uh, who were uh, donating would have something to represent the organization and, and something to show for their donation as well. Um, but yeah, every every dime that the proceeds that we got there was transferred to the nonprofit, um, which is the Legacy Initiative. And then uh, I placed the orders, and and we did it uh, did it that way. And um, you know, I I was able to get what we could get, but obviously uh, we didn't raise enough from t-shirt sales and just donations to buy everything we need. So we did have those other people coming in saying, here's here's some socks, here's some sunglasses, uh, you know, you name it. 
Right, right. And let, let me ask then, so I'm sure there are, there are people listening to this thinking, I'd like to be involved, you know, whether it's, whether it's San Diego or another area. Um, mm-hmm. I, I suppose two questions. One, how do I get involved and how do I, you know, how do I get involved in this thing? Question number two is probably, do I have to be a ninja Batman to be involved? Or can I be a regular person? <laughs> yes, yes, you have to be yeah. a ninja Batman. That's cool. all there yes. is. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm... it's it's a pirate Batman. You don't have to be a ninja Batman. It's got to be a pirate. Even better. And Captain Blackheart you... would, would approve of that, I'm sure. Um, definitely but also no. have to have a great ass. Oh. Right? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, a running joke yeah. about how nice Razor Hawk's butt is for those of you who are going, what are they talking about? So um, if yeah. you want to see Razor Hawk's butt for yourself, judge for yourself, come out to Project Hope. There you go. That's, that's quite fantastic. I use it often. Um, <laughs> but um, they, uh, a lot of people aren't even going to get that. But um, the... Uh, <laughs> So that goes way back in my history as it is. But um, <laughs> how do you get involved? Well, um, the the group has morphed over the years, and, and currently I refer to it as the United Earth Hope Force. And, and this was an idea I had earlier in the, uh, the spring to uh, of this year to kind of try to globalize it, maybe uh, – get more attention for it. Um, and I had good intentions uh, with putting up a website and a Twitter and a Facebook page. And I'm just not very good at updating things because unless there's something earth-shattering, I just don't share it um, right away. So that's kind of a tough thing. But I'm trying to... Um, via the the Twitter account and the Twitter account is probably the best way to um to get my attention um as far as if you want to ask questions or if you want to help or uh anything like that um uh Dr. Mystery for instance uh is someone who uh Rock has been talking about recently who's coming out to hope for his first time uh he he found me on Twitter and started following me, and he started sending me questions, and um, it was really great. It was a it was a, a nice um, nice bit of networking between the two of us. We were able to talk about a few things uh, through direct messages and and live on Twitter. Um, so it's it's uh, it's a really good way to get a hold of of me directly. Um, Facebook. I'm under Jack Vernetti. Um, uh, that's another way of getting a hold of me uh, if you have questions or anything. As far as uh, getting something going, you don't have to be Batman. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to do anything. Uh, those of us who dress up have our reasons. Uh, everybody's got a different reason as to why they do things the way they do them. Some people do have secret identities. Some people uh, think they have secret identities. Some people just like to do it because, as uh, my friend Superhero like to say, it's hella fun. Um, <laughs> some people want to make an image that will get people's attention. Uh, you know, and 
And one thing, I, I know Rock can attest to this, every year we go to San Diego, the people are looking for the superheroes. And they're not looking for the ones from the convention, they're looking for us. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've made a presence uh, with our gimmicks uh, and our gear and our looks and our personalities. And people, I mean, even last year, you know, year five, we had people going, well, we knew the superheroes were coming back. And, you know, I mean, that speaks volumes as to uh, the amount of impact we're having with the people that are there. Um, which is kind of a double-edged sword because then you realize these people are there year to year and not getting off the streets. So it's kind of right. kind of sad, but it's kind of kind of fulfilling to know that they're actually looking forward to seeing us, um, and they they know we're coming, um, so on and so forth. So I mean, you know, do you need to dress up? No. Do you need to have a name? No. It's just something, you know, personal choice. You know, I I chose my gimmick and, and my image, and uh, mine was to bring attention to what we're doing. Um, and that was the intention of, that's why if you look at, if you see me, you see that I stand out like a sore thumb. I mean, i very brightly colored. Um, that's attention-getting. And it's specifically for that purpose. Here we are, you know, we need help, help us out. And and that was uh that's the intention of, of going bigger and brighter and bolder. Um but you know, we have plenty of people that just go out in their T shirts and jeans and you know, the legacy initiative for instance, a lot of them are just uh they have legacy initiative T shirts. Um but otherwise they're, you know, street clothes. You know, uh, they don't necessarily have names, some, you know, or gimmicks or anything like that, other than their given names. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's it's just a matter of what you feel comfortable with or, or what you intend to do. You know, if you're trying to make an image, if you're trying to uh, uh, keep in people's minds, you know, it sometimes helps to take on a, a persona and, and do things that way. Now, you know what, Razorhawk? Can you um, can you give us a little advice on people who uh, there? There is a thing called Signs of Hope, which is just a, an offshoot of Project mm-hmm. Hope uh, for for people who can't make it to San Diego every year or to, to any of the other major cities that might be having a Project mm-hmm. Hope event, and um, can you kind of let them know what they need to do? Because some people don't have, you know, a lot of money to to invest in the backpacks mm-hmm. and everything else. But I'm sure that, that you've seen uh, for years what people can do for the homeless in their community. Oh, yeah. And, and Signs of Hope is a great, you know, addition to what we do. Um you know, it's kind of a way that people can kind of share in what we're doing when we're doing it, even if they can't be there. Uh, they can do it in their own town at the same time, uh, you know, kind of hit the streets at the same time we're hitting the streets in San Diego. Uh, it doesn't need, I mean, the Hope events are kind of their own entity. That's why we do a specific 
thing with the backpacks and the, and the supplies that we hand out and the burritos, but it's it's not the a necessity to to go out and do a hope event or a signs of hope event, um, because you know sometimes just getting out there with water and maybe some fruit uh, or you know whatever you can you can afford or whatever you can you know find a way of getting your hands on. Um, just getting out there and, and, and showing people that they matter um, is is just sometimes the best medicine, you know, that people aren't forgetting them, uh, that people do care, uh, you know. So it doesn't have to be an, a hugely organized thing. It can be you and five of your friends or you and two of your friends, Um that are going out, and you don't have to do it in conjunction with a hope event. I mean, you don't have to say, oh, well, this Saturday in San Diego they're doing it, so we're going to do it. It's nice if you do it. And, it, you know, we can we can spread the word that you're doing it at the same time we're doing it, which we love to, we love to do. Um, but it's not necessary to do it like that. You can say, well, you know, the first first Saturday of next month, I want to get people together in my town and, you know, just go out, you know, maybe hand out some sandwiches, maybe, you know, just hand out some uh, uh, water, whatever you can get your hands on. It, uh, it's it's uh, not really an inclusive thing. It's just kind of, you know, we do we do the hope events kind of, uh, a little bit structured, but they don't have to be, and neither do uh, the signs of hope. They can be, you know, whatever you want to do to help. Just get out there and help. Um, the more people that are touched and, you know, uh, are, are talked to and and treated with kindness, the more chances uh, other people will take notice, whether you're in a costume or not. Um you know, or a gimmick, as I like to call it. Um, it's just about letting these people know and hopefully showing other people that may be able to help people too that, hey, it's okay to go out and help people. Um, and that's one of the, the basics that I've tried to um, instill in what I do. Um, you know, people see me, that I'm a goofy looking guy in, in this <laughs> outfit. Hopefully, you know, people go, hey, I can do that too. Go out and do it. Exactly. You know, that's, that's why I'm doing it. Go out and do it. Just, you know, I don't, I don't need you to credit me or credit any of the people that I work with. Just go out and do it, you know, and, and if you don't want to call uh, or come out to a hope event, or go to a signs of hope event, or or put on your own, uh, you know, under any title. You don't have to. It's uh, these are things that we do to kind of show solidarity with our brothers and sisters that are RLSH. Um, but you don't have to do it. You just just need to get out there and just you know inspire somebody, and you know sometimes. Just somebody giving out sandwiches is enough to get other people to go, hey, you know, how can I help? And 
you know, we've had it happen here in Minneapolis. We've been out handing out stuff, and people have come up and go, "Here's here's ten bucks for next time." You know, right. how, use this to oh. buy some stuff for the homeless people. Um, and that's that's really what it's all about, you know. Uh, share the signal, get it out there. You know, the the only way to fix the situation is to get everybody working on it. And you know, we're not going to fix it. We're gonna we're gonna put band-aids on it. We're gonna try to fix it. Um, but at our level, we'll never we'll never completely fix the situation. But we can try, and if we get more people behind us and and more people watching and wanting to help, you know, we're we're going in the right direction at least. Um, you know, and that's all you can hope for sometimes. Well, absolutely, and you know, it, it always bugs me that that we we get you know criticism leveled at us where people say, okay, you're going out there for one day, you're you're feeding a bunch of people for one day. That that's all well and good, but what about every other day that they're starving? You know, even if you did this once mm-hmm. a week, it's still not going to be enough to make a dent in in someone's hunger. And and but you know, uh, first of all, screw those people. I mean, <laughs> firstly, how dare you criticize people for going out of their way to do something good? But aside from that, I think as you say. Point number one is, you know, would you rather do something or not do something? And that, that's your choice. You can sit on the couch and you can criticize and make judgments about people, or you can get out there mm-hmm. and make a difference. And we choose the latter. Um, so, but, but also, as you say, you're inspiring people. You're, you're trying to cause this thing to snowball and, and you know, create some, some positive karma out there. And, you know, in a world when the, there's enough shit happening on the news that, you know, that's negative, I, I think we need more people to get out there and, and just... Do, do their, mm-hmm. their little thing, no matter how big or small it is, just to try to make people's lives a, a, a better, better situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, we've got. And one of the, oh, oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say we can pull somebody up. Uh, that Razor Hawk. I know this person's near and dear to your heart too. To, to join in on the conversation. Um, and as soon as I put her on here, you, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Hmm. The welcome caller. You're on the air. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. You recognize me, this? Hello, Hope Agents. I'm looking forward to go. seeing you guys again. Hey. <laughs> now, for those of you are who you? are going, who is this woman, and why did she garner applause? She is uh, the woman we were speaking of earlier, uh, Miss Fit, uh, one of our favorite superheroes in the world, uh, the one who who, uh, puts together the Warrior Dash events that we were waxing on about so much uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, This is she, and um, I got to meet her at the very first uh, Project Hope, along with Razorhawk, and and I never forgot that day. So glad to have you on board. Me too. How many years ago was that already? Six. Five years? Six? Oh my six. gosh, six years. Wow. And we still yeah. like each other. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> super excited to see you guys again. I can't believe it's only once a year and it's already here again. It's, uh, God, time flies. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned, I think I mentioned online that um, I've been communicating back and forth with, uh, the hip hop trooper. Are you guys familiar with him? No. 
I think that you meant, you may have mentioned the hip hop trooper before. Yeah, he's um, he's this really really cool cosplayer, but also um, um, humanitarian. Um, he's uh, a, a trooper. That, he's a red trooper um, who goes to the cons and does some charity work. Uh, in this red trooper, uh, stormtrooper outfit uh, with a boombox. Um, oh, wow. And he's <laughs> awesome. People love him. And I know, Rock, how much you love boomboxes because you practically brought one with you to uh, our last mud run. Um, right. And it was awesome. We had music the whole way. <laughs> but um, I've been talking back and forth with him. He's going to be at uh, the con and I mentioned the, all you guys and the Hope Agents and uh, Hope and uh, what we do, and he said, I'm interested, I'm in. Um, so, and, yeah, and he said, listen, I've got the music. I'd love to help you guys. I'd love to do more reach uh, outreach. And um, so I think we're going to have a really cool uh, hip-hop trooper with us uh, this week, and uh, I think it'll Sweet. be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, he also mentioned something about Nerdist wanting to shoot him. And um, so that might happen. Wow. I just looked, we, just, we just looked at him online, and wow, he looks super cool in his red Stormtrooper outfit with a big old <laughs> yes. gold chain and medallion and a big ass boombox. Oh, that's hilarious. If he shows up, that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and he seems like a great guy. So I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. Um, I think he's really, really super popular at the cons, and um, uh, I don't know a lot about him. I met him last year at Kamikaze, and he was coming down um, the the convention center with the boombox going and a whole bunch of white stormtroopers, and he was leading the pack, and everybody stopped and was dancing and was following. And I just thought, you know, all of all of the Hope agents, um, we always end up talking to a lot of people in the streets, and, you know, we get to see them and we get to connect with them and we get to talk with them, and we laugh and um I'm always amazed at how the people on the streets respond to to all of us. Um, and, you know, six years ago, the first time I did this, I thought this was a crazy idea, and dressing up and, and wearing these costumes. And I thought, well, you don't, you don't need to wear a costume to help people. And, of course, you don't. But what I saw was that it really helped to break the ice uh, between strangers, you know, and um, and everybody that we've come across on the streets that we're trying to hand something to or feed, um, they're having fun with us. And it's, it's because of the costumes. I think it really helps us break the ice and make people realize that we're there uh, and we're friendly, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so the idea of coming down there with one more hope agent, only this guy is all dressed in red with a boombox. It seems like a lot of fun to me. Uh, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun for the people we connect with. So uh, so I'm hopeful. Keep your fingers crossed that we get to meet uh, the hip-hop trooper this weekend. Oh, I hope so, because I'm 
we're checking out his page right now as you're speaking. He looks like a great guy. He was saying that if he he put on his page that if he were rich, he would buy all the exclusive toys at Comic Con and give them out to the kids in the hood. I'm like, oh. yeah, that'd be fun. Now that'd be good. Yeah. There you go. Man, see, see uh, you know, Razorhawk, I, I think about what would I do, because we always get real busy about this time of year, every July, and I'm always like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, we've got all this to do. But I always think, well, I've got hope coming up, you know, mm-hmm. at close close to the end. And it's it's uh, there were a couple times when I considered not going because I had other family things, really important things going on, but... I'm glad. I'm always glad that I did, and I always mm-hmm. wonder, well, what if they didn't have hope next year? What would I do? So, <laughs> I'm I'm really happy that there's something like this for us for people who really want to do something in their community. And you mentioned earlier how, see, I wait for this every year, and yet there are people out on the streets who remember us and look for the superheroes. I know I was mm-hmm. right there when someone came up to Misfit. And remembered her from the year before, doing the same mm-hmm. thing. Isn't that an entire year later? You guys touched them so much that these people remembered and were grateful again the next year. Uh, that's working oh, yeah. to find that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's Very really cool. an interesting thing. You know, it's it's weird when they say that. I mean, I I remember the first time I heard somebody say oh look you're back it's like yeah i'm back you know it's like <laughs> wait you recognize me do do i like stand out or something i don't know but uh no it it, it but like i said it's kind of that bittersweet thing you know it it makes you feel good but it kind of makes you feel a little sad because you know right. uh there's there's people that you really pull for and when you do this it, it's very rare that you ever get to see somebody benefit to the point that they finally get off the streets. Um, you know, we've had, we had a, a gentleman and his, his girlfriend locally, uh, he was a veteran, uh, and we would see him when we'd go into downtown Minneapolis, uh, the couple of them, every time we went down there. And he was, he was still getting, you know, vets benefits, but it wasn't enough for uh, him to, to really do anything but try to keep food in, in, in the two of them, um, you know, and he was trying to save up to uh, get to a point where they could get an apartment together. And, you know, we finally, after a total of probably a year and a half of on and off seeing them, uh, finally got down there and they said, you know what, we finally saved enough. We're finally getting off the streets you know, and thanks for all the, the food that you've brought us and all the waters you brought us and the socks and, and whatever else we'd brought over the year, um, you know, and passed along to them, you know, and it was it was so nice to to actually see that happen. But unfortunately, it just doesn't happen all that often. And you do see these people, uh, same ones every year, and, and it feels good, but you know, it kind of feels a little bit sad um, that you weren't able to do uh, do more. But, you know, I, I guess the main thing is you're at least making an impact on them. 
uh, in some way, and, and it kind of feeds back to that, that you know that um, that they're getting something out of it that's at least helping them uh, for the time being, you know, and... But it, it it's it's really kind of weird to to hear it, especially when you're going you know halfway across country and these people recognize you a year later. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, in my neighborhood, we're we're downtown. That's no biggie. You know, people do recognize you in the route gimmick, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird. I would never forget any of you characters. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm bringing another character on, by the way. I think you. Yeah. Let's see. Who who do we have on on Sierra with us now? Hey, it's Vector. Oh. Oh, it's Vector. Hey, I, I know that guy. <laughs> Yay! I've earned no applause. <laughs> hey, so. Hey, I have friends asking, hey, I'm going to be in Comic-Con. Where are you guys going to be? Where can I meet you? So oh, where do they meet us? yeah. Up? There you go, Razor What Hockey. time? What day? Know? What's going on? Okay. There you go. Oh, so where we're meeting in, in general yeah. hope? Is that what you're asking? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if these um, people want to show you know, up and, and help us, when when and where? What's going on? Awesome. So we're, awesome. Uh, we've... We've got a soft starting time of 9 a.m. or a hard start time of 10 a.m. because we we kind of went back and forth on the times and and people were a little confused. So we're actually going to be getting there uh, to the uh, meetup point at 9 a.m. and we meet up at the same place every year. And I every year forget the names. I know President's Way and is Park the Main Boulevard. Street and Park mm-hmm. Boulevard. There we go. See. Yeah. I always forget Park Boulevard. Uh, you know, and I, then I, if I do remember, I'm always thinking Park Place, and that's just not right. Um, that's not there is, yeah, there, there's a big parking lot on the corner there. Um, I believe if my, if my internal GPS is correct, it's on the, what, southeast side of the, of the intersection there. I'm not 100% sure, but it's a big parking lot. And we get there at 9 a.m. on July 23rd this year. Uh, and we uh, start putting together the bags and uh, all that stuff. Everybody kind of gets together. Uh, it's it's a good uh, team-building uh, section of the day where people, you know, get to meet each other for the first time off the Internet uh, face-to-face. Uh, in some cases, or some of us getting back to see each other for the first time in a year, uh, as that goes. And um, but yeah, right there in the corner of President's Way and and Park, and um, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., right in that time period, and we get started uh, pretty soon after we get there and and start putting things together. And uh, I think we have a time of 11 a.m if I'm correct, for uh, hitting the streets. And then we uh, we go into downtown. Um, I think our, our main focal point is always, what, 16th and Island, I believe, is the street, right. the cross street there. Um, right, that's 16th a and very, Island. Uh, mm-hmm. Although it might change this year, because last year there was a lot of construction around that area, and, and they were building up, so we might... 
I don't know if there's been any construction since and if that area is going to be, you know, more built up and less people in that area. But right. uh, the XJL will be finding the uh, the best locations for us to go uh, in the time leading up to Saturday. So um, they they will know where we need to, to focus our efforts. Um, but our starting point from will be from there uh, at park and, and uh, presidents, and then uh, we'll follow their leads. Uh, they're all local, so they will be That's kind cool. of our uh, point people. Excellent. Right. And, uh, I I, Rock, I got a, I, I got a question well, for you, we're Rock. Down to, um, okay, really quick, because we're down to one minute and 30 seconds. So is it a quick question? It is quick. I heard you have an event going on for, like, fundraising. Where is that happening? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, really quickly, uh, and we'll put this on our, our page, too. Um, I wrote a book. It's called How to Be a Real-Life Superhero in 12 Steps, and um, I am doing a book signing um, event at Upstart Crow at Seaport Village in downtown San Diego at the Upstart Crow on Friday night. Uh, you'll get to meet uh, some real-life superheroes. In fact, some of the ones you're talking to tonight will be there. Uh, so a book signing and then – Anyone who wants to join us uh, for Project Hope, like I said, look for our Heroes 101 Radio Facebook page. We're going to put all this information on there as soon as we're off the air tonight. So, Spectre, (laughs) with all that, we've got 44 seconds to thank our guests. Oh, man. And I was going to say, and I'm going to try to say this as fast as I can, as well as my lovely co-host book and the book signing on Friday, check out our uh, Taking Initiative Nation of Heroes documentary as well, where we have a session with the Legacy Initiative that we talked about earlier, a session on Project Hope as well. And you can really get to see what goes on behind the scenes, which... uh, uh, warts and all, as they say. So <laughs> with that, I'm going to take a second to uh, to thank all of our guests in the chat room, our guests for dialing in, Razorhawk, Misfit, um, and, and all of our guests tonight. It's been a real pleasure having you on. We're going to be back again next week to tell you how Project Hope went and give you the, the lowdown on that. So uh, with that, we'll uh, right. play some music, let you go and enjoy your evening, and we will talk to you same bat time, same bat channel. Good night, everyone. Love you guys. Love you all. Love you. Love you. Thank too. You. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Sure now, was it?